0: Hello and welcome to WNGS Radio episode 17? I don't Is even that right? remember. I think so. Our, I no, there's one. Like, 27. 27. I think it's 27. 27. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, Nailed the ones digit, though. Yeah, we got so. it. Um, it's been a couple weeks. We did not broadcast record last week. Um I actually took... Uh, staycation. Jackie and I both did, and recharged. And, Happy
1: birthday, Jackie!
0: Yep, and her birthday was last Thursday, so um, we didn't record that night. Um, but we do have quite a bit to talk about. Um, yes, we do because we're champions. We are the champions. I almost put that on the <laughs> the bumper at the beginning,
1: but then I figured we'd get like
0: copyright strike Yeah, we get the Uh, so I didn't put that song up, but um. Yeah, so we have a lot to talk about. Um, I know that before we get, got started, I wanted to shout out to uh, the Hamtramck uh, High School soccer team. They are playing in districts oh, yeah. right now. they um, right tonight. Yeah, they're playing <clears throat> currently. Right now. Right now, as we're recording, uh, against Detroit Western. Um, yep. So shout out to Brian, who... Said he'll be tuning in. Uh, hopefully, we get some 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 live updates from uh... Ron
1: in the background. Yeah,
0: <laughs> come on, Hamtramck. So, uh, I, it hurts to say this, but let's go Cosmos. <laughs> I forgot they're the Cosmos. Oh my god! So That's so unfortunate. Yeah, it's uh, the good the good Cosmos, <clears throat> the good right. guys. Um, so shout out to them. They're playing Detroit Western. Hope they uh, move on. So, I think we're just gonna dive. So again, guys, we got no show notes. <laughs> we yeah. We we, uh, we did a little rough outline in the beginning, so that we're gonna be teetering <laughs> on the rails <laughs> of staying on right. topic and right. what we're gonna be talking about. Um, oh, Jackie with the heat in the in the in the chat. She said oh, the, yeah. the winning cosmos. Which is I like, like the record to show that I can
1: <clears throat> I can read the chat this evening, so I'm very excited to. Actually, you're going to be you know, engaged, participate,
0: yeah. <laughs> instead of just getting to the end
1: of it and going back and going, oh, these are all great questions. I wish I'd seen them.
0: Um, um, so yeah, the yeah. winning cosmos because they do have a a history of winning compared to you know the ones that we play regularly. I mean, you know. I know that the, the
1: documentary was once in a lifetime, but I didn't think that was their winning strategy. You know? yeah. I, we'll, we'll win once in a lifetime. So as soon as everyone who saw the original Cosmos die, they'll be clear to win one more time. That's it. Uh, you know. <laughs> so yeah. it restarts the counter. It's like, right, exactly. Reset the
0: clock. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Can't win twice in a lifetime. Um, so we'll get to that kind of later in the uh, episode. Um, talking about Nisa happenings and um, kind of how we felt the tournament yes. went and the quick, I guess a quick rundown of the teams and how they fared pre and post-tournament. Um, and so that'll be later in the episode, but we're going to jump right in and talk about the championship game against the Oakland Roots. Um, <clears throat> okay, so I think that,
1: you know... It really, really was a shame that this was a match that was not played in front of people. Oh, my God. Because, yeah. I mean, like, I wrote this in the game story. But, I mean, I, I really I really felt it more and more, you know, as the days went on. And I thought about what had happened there. Um, <clears throat> the, the way the game, like, um, it had, like, those great matches...
0: They have the, moments. the ones, you, the ones
1: you remember. Like this yeah. was one of the great matches in Detroit City history to this point, and and in Detroit City history, for my lifetime, I'm guessing. Yeah, because it had it had like a a real like it wasn't like we like you know I, I predicted we would win four to one. Um, <laughs> our, our our players our players looked very loose, you know, yeah, like ready to go. yeah, and then then the match kicked off and we were like. We were in trouble right away, yeah, uh, and it was clear that like we were, um, we were just holding on through c- certain sequences, and there, especially through the midfield, where um, we thought to have a significant advantage, and
0: it was the opposite. Yeah, yeah, we were so, getting dominated. In the like midfield.
1: the feeling that, like the feeling that would have, like okay, and I'm sitting there feeling that alone, but you don't like the the multiplier that being around other people also who are anxious and worried and like the way that like we would have worked ourselves into like an anxiety, like frenzy (sighs) by the time the match turned. And then when it turned like the, I mean, um, like, the, what, I can't imagine what would have happened, like, the, the cacophony that would have greeted Sean's <laughs> the, goal.
0: The emotional um,
1: release. <laughs> right. And, but, and, then, and then, like, and then at that point, you know, then the match settles into, like, a, a neutral state where you're, yeah. like, you're hopeful, but, like, they're still kind of controlling a lot of the play. And, you know, like, the next goal is probably going to decide it. <clears throat> yeah. And you're starting to think about, like, like, are they going to live? Through this, like, you know, there's there's 30 minutes of extra time possible. Like, this could turn into a whole different kind of match where it's just purely attrition. And, like, that feeling where, like, God, at, just, you can see, like, no match. one can, like,
0: they can barely walk. Yeah. But they're forcing themselves to go. Um, we... I'm sorry. Yeah, no, 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 no. Like, when we were, Jack and I were watching the game in the second half, like, and it was still, you know, still, uh, you know, tied 1-1. You're like, hmm. man, like extra, watching extra time in this game is like a punishment. It's like, yeah, it's like you're watching torture. Um, right. Because it was really getting that way towards the end um, with like, you know, every play was just like a trudge. Like, uh, yeah, like, oh, but if any, if like you lost the ball, everything got bogged down and it was just, it was hard to watch um not and that the play wasn't good but like it was just hard to watch like guys who are physically exhausted right
1: play yeah, the 80th the...
0: minute after a right. ridiculous tournament <clears throat> excuse me you could see that the guy like that
1: several of the guys were like drawing down on on hard on their reserves. You yeah. Know, late, in the, late in the match, and I'm like, when the match was over, like Michael Kfaris sat down and just couldn't move. For yeah. a while, um, and they finally like got him up to to do the confetti can and stuff, and he was kind of like, you know, can I just, like, yeah, <laughs> do almost, it? <laughs> um, and you know, uh, the you know the game the match was really settling into that feeling hard at, at it, when when we got that reset and you know two things happened there um one is that it's the same thing we've seen all along with trevor that our guys are more switched on yeah and we got a reset and Stephen carroll who if anyone had an excuse to be kind of to just not be to take a breath and like think and like just kind of slow down yeah it's Stephen carroll because he could really barely walk like on that knee like it was just bad um, But he immediately, saw, like, he knew yeah. that, like, really, we weren't moving the ball to the midfield, and he saw that chance. Like, there's oh no got and, and he ran up, yeah, and he, yeah, yeah, <laughs> and he, like, he ran up and took the free kick quick. Yeah. while the midfielders were still sort of what you know,
0: yeah. And um, God, moment of leadership and right the, there. Credit
1: to the roots defense. Like, I mean, first of all, it, and, and the ball was great, and you know, it gave Ryan a chance. um, the, the roots defender like it's not like he made a bad play really like yeah. he you know he broke just a moment after Ryan did yeah and and almost matched him stride for stride and Ryan's a very quick dude as we know yeah um so i mean he did his level best to to make that difficult and i mean Ryan um you know from my, from my end you know i'm at the opposite end yeah and you see the ball go, and you're thinking like this is the kind of the chance you're kind of hoping for. Like yeah. the last 20 minutes, like Ryan's in, that's it's, a chance it's, we can. It's, yeah, that's that's something that's there. High P- probability play right there. <laughs> right as they're as they get t- more and more tired. Um, so you're thinking, oh, it's there. Um, and the um, from from the that from my end, you couldn't you could see that like the ball was in there to in play, but yeah. you can't um, judge. Like you couldn't judge whether you was going to be able to get to it. Yeah. Like it could be running, it could be running out of play.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, it could be that the defender's gonna catch up and it's gonna be a nothing. Like you can't really see what's happening. It's just too far away and they're running straight away from you. But you could see that the keeper was really in no man's land. He was like he had whew. um he like he came out. I think he expected Peterson like they knew they had the scouting report on Peterson that he's yeah. quick, and I think he expected Peterson to dribble his guy and like come at him, and he was coming out. To, to collect, to, yeah, to, and then and then instead, Peterson just sort of peeled off and like did a like fade away chip shot, yeah. That from literally from our no end,
0: one was expecting
1: <laughs> from our yeah, and from our end, it looked like it had gone like over, like it had gone over and like had banged around under, you know, in the yeah. back behind the yeah, yeah. behind the goal, and you know, so we're like, uh, uh, like I don't know about Fletcher, who was also down to my end, but I was kind of like, ah, oh, for just a second, and then the guys start running to the corner. I'm like, what? Oh
0: my god. Like, <laughs> That, went in. that so, was that was um, everyone's reaction seeing that. <laughs> and right. Everyone was like, "Wait, what?" Right. And
1: <laughs> so so like think about what that would have been like if all of us were there, if there were like 7,000 people kind of hanging on it and like they they get it like they have a promising attack and it's called offside. It's like, whew, Yeah. You know, okay, and bam, Steven, Steven restarts quick and Ryan's running on to it. Oh, what? Like, the ball's in the yeah. net, and everyone's kind of, like, quiet for just a second. It like would one. have
0: been a long silence. You're totally right.
1: That, that little, <laughs> like, whoop, just for a second, whoop. and then pandemonium. Yeah. Like, Explosion. we would have still, like, been crying and <laughs> screaming when, when the final whistle went, you know, like, eight minutes later. Um, it just would have been smoke, smoke, cry, cry, you know. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Whole, Like, we would have warped into the, and everyone would have run on the field, and we all would have, like, you know, done Tetris in the circle um, with the players or something so we missed all of that yeah um and i i just hope that um you know i hope that we as a society can find ways to uh allow us to gather again safely in the not terribly distant future because um because it's a big miss you know yeah um the game is amazing um on its own i mean that's one thing i think that to me is soccer has kind of proven to a lot of people is that like yes fans there adds a lot of juice like it really does and the players miss it and everybody misses it but the game even by itself is pretty goddamn great like
0: you know honestly like and that's something um, to be said about i think this whole tournament was i watched every game (laughs) like i I had nothing else going on, right? Cuz what else are you gonna do? And I was excited to watch every game because honestly, I felt every game in this tournament was pretty compelling. Right. And and it yeah, didn't I mean... and it didn't need the the spectacle, it didn't need gimmicks, it didn't need anything. And it just yeah. watching this these this tournament was like spectacular I feel like and it, and it was something that I think a lot of people were missing and a lot of people I think it was hard to watch for a lot of people too because they miss it yeah and they couldn't yeah. be there I mean, but like <clears throat> like you said it's just the game itself was is great and and yeah I think Nisa nailed it <laughs> I mean it's just good honest football right like it's not
1: you know you don't need to like you know I I, I really like Dan um But that thing he wrote about let's do the let's do the the, run-ups. The the run-up
0: PKs, like, okay, man. Like I okay, I I like I understand Yes. It had to be it has to be clickbait, Dan. Tell me it's clickbait. Well but
1: well but no, I mean look, I understand that like I understand how you can go down that road and get to that thought. Um you know, as just like a thought experiment. But if you're a person who Knows about like the history of American soccer And like What Nisa is doing It seems to me that you would Like you would sense that Those are cultural mismatches Of a of a like Dramatic degree You know It's like you know The clash brought to you by Target <laughs> <laughs> Oh god No, no, no. No, the clash is not brought to you by anybody, bro. You know, like that. Well, it's like a like whoa, yeah, whoa, yeah. Have the brakes, and <laughs> we're sending thanks. you a re-education camp. You got to listen to London calling like eight times.
0: <laughs> the when we when I got home and Jackie and I were walking Dylan, um, we were talking about that that piece and and the idea of like, does Nisa really need to embrace the? quirkiness of 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 u.s soccer of the things that you know things that we that other leagues can't do and like in a way i kind of get it like yeah it'd be cool for nisa to embrace the things that other leagues can't and won't but not in the same way of run-up penalties like there's there's things that we should embrace i think that aren't that but like also look at the teams in nisa like this is what jackie said it's like like we've played like st Pauli. Like we don't yeah. need the the run-ups to like at, like this is legit. This is serious, right? Well, <laughs> and I, to me, if you're in America and you want to get attention, the
1: way to do it is not to be goofy assholes. Yeah, you know?
0: exactly. Do but it, but to like professionally, to, like,
1: you know. Let's 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 actually build community clubs and actually do the things that everyone says. Uh, you know, like you, you, we could. It'd be great if we could do it that way. Why don't we just do it that way? Yeah, you know. And that seems to me that like that's kind of what the project is, right? Like that, that's yeah, that's exactly. what he is. It's gonna like, like <clears throat> let's stop bullshitting around and just try to do it that way, you know. Um, so you know, that's cool. And Alan, Alan in
0: the chat brings up a great point I too. It... There is a fine line between being quirky and a farce. Also, yeah, <laughs> like yeah, it's true. It is, and you yeah. got to balance I mean, it.
1: Right. You no, know, I think about I think about that. You know when I think about sort of Madison's kits, you know, yeah, like that drip kit's great, okay, but if every kit is the drip kit, then no, you're not. It's not cool anymore. It's like it's just like become a farce yourself, right? Exactly. You're the, you know, you're the the team that always has the wacky kit. Like, hmm. (laughs) okay, (laughs) what does that mean? Um, so,
0: yeah. (laughs) <laughs> um um so yeah i just i i don't and I, I don't think nisa needs that and i hope that that never happens please don't embrace yes. if any if anyone important nisa is listening just don't embrace the run-ups right i mean you know i i like i said i really like
1: dan and i, I do too the- I do too. This is not a knock on Dan. I, this is a knock guess, on Dan's
0: take. <laughs> yeah.
1: This, I feel like this take was not great, but you know, um, I'm sure that, um,
0: I mean, I, you know,
1: I don't, I don't feel like the game, um, for, for me, what is fascinating about football, um, is, is, you know, it doesn't have anything to do with how we decide these edge cases. You know what I mean? Like, um, like why the handball rule, the, the way it is now sucks because it, it introduces this sort of random number generator into the game where it's like, you know, it's just how your hand happened to be.
0: Yeah. Do you Um, want to explain the difference between the rule now and before? Um, well, I mean, you know, the, the,
1: the typical handball rule is it's always been understood that you, um, you'd be considered to be handling the ball. If you were consciously handling the ball, if you were using your hand or your arm, to To control the ball yeah. um, or if you gain some advantage from the placement of your arms. So like if you were, if you're, if you're facing a free kick, you can't you know put your <laughs> arms out at a 45 degree angle and take up more space. You yeah. Know? yeah. 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 Um, so now, um, but now the way they've interpreted it, they, they were have been ordered to interpret it is that like, anytime the ball hits anything below your shoulder, if it's in like the penalty area, it's a penalty. It doesn't matter if you could like, you know, the ball comes, from behind your bounces yeah. off someone else, comes from behind you and hits you in the elbow. Whoop,
0: uh, and it's completely hammer. subjective based on the referee.
1: Right. Um, and they, you know, they get around that by saying, well, okay, we've got VAR now, and, like, everything's being looked at from every angle, sort of. Okay, but, like, you know, the game is beautiful when it flows. And when and when the breaks in action are something that somebody did wrong, not some just random thing that happened. You're like, well, stop, let's have an investigation. It yeah. Just, Like the the slide toward America, like, you know, we've all watched American football get to the point that it's fucking unwatchable (sighs) because of the stops in play. And, you know, the, you know i we we speak from experience as americans when we say er, you need to put the brakes on this brakes and play thing yeah. cuz it's going to get out of hand you're going to have you're going to have water breaks you're going to have stoppages for every for every you know every Everything. time a shot on goal yeah. is contested like everybody's going to expect it now now and there's going to be a ton of coaching in there it's going to turn into one of those real coach heavy games it, none of that is good for football yeah so like you just, just stay the fuck away from that, all of that um You know, as far as I'm concerned, I don't think VAR should be a thing. Um, I think that the the match should be determined by the people on the pitch. Yeah. Um, And, you know, that's a rule that would be easy to impose at every level and have it be the same at every level. Yeah. Um, Where technology is never going to be the same at every level. You're going to have to constantly adjust those rules. Yeah. And, like, so we need to just be done with that, in my opinion. And just unify Um, the rule set. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, that's... That's why football is popular is because it's got unified rules right if we yeah. if we start like regionalizing it hard, then it's gonna it will like evolve into other other games and we won't we'll loss we'll lose the worldwide thing we have yeah um, so I mean you know looking long term at like healthy football like we you just have like football doesn't need help like no it's, it's, the, it's the best
0: <laughs> it's the best game we've made up like let's just keep playing it so yeah. That's, I think that's a good. That's a good way to end that segment. On that note, um, <laughs> let's talk about. Um. Let's kind of roll back to the championship. I don't and, have the notes. No, I know. So I I'm like, know. So I'm thinking what? about how I want it. Um, let's <laughs> Let's roll back, going back into the championship game, and talk <laughs> about, um, the like the journey that it took us to get there. And how like, against all odds, we ended up winning <laughs> if, yeah um, if if you know like we kind of talked about this before uh we went live, but like talk about, I guess the trevor James experience uh, yeah, i um I mean, in my I really did
1: not expect us to win this tournament, um, just because i okay i think i haven't confirmed this like i haven't talked to tiffany or trevor about this but i have a feeling that the feeling amongst the people at city as the summer went along was that we were unlikely to really play matches and that the continuing prevalence of covid19 meant that there's just really wasn't any possible way for that to work out um and so we, like, we weren't still really recruiting players, you know? Yeah. Like we weren't trying, we weren't trying, we had, we had players on contract that, you know, we're still kind of working out or hanging yeah. out. Um, but, you know, he wasn't burning up the phones or trying to find people, you know? Yeah. We were just sort of all on hold, like, let's just, you know, everybody chill, let's not spend any money, let's just hold. hold. Yeah. Um, and then... The NWSL, NBA, like uh, the bubble started coming up, and like I think people had like, probably floated that idea because NISA operators were desperate to do something to, like yeah, to keep, just keep
0: to keep it, to keep yeah keep keep it on keep people's minds and, yeah exactly and
1: and I really you know as it turns out that was a good thought because they're very much more prominent on people's minds than they would have been otherwise exactly. like they would have been considered like possibly dead league walking yep. if they hadn't done this and now they've you know they've kind of done a viability switch the and, narrative yeah like proof of life and so you know um but i think the success of the other bubbles kind of made them feel like well okay this is something maybe we could do um and you know they looked into it and i think that it was a divided process or a divided vote to do so if i'm guessing i'm guessing that our players were like no nah, man <laughs> yeah <laughs> we don't want to do this um but that the league, you know, needed us to go. And so um so we, you know, we let everybody opt out who wanted to and our entire starting midfield
0: did. Yeah. Uh, opted out. Um And that was kind of like it, independent cup and and right, the independent, the independent cup and
1: in the, in the fall season which was the preseason um you know, where we played like Chattanooga, New Amsterdam. Chattanooga um, the preseason. Yeah. You know, preseason <laughs> champions like every year. Every um, year preseason champions every year <laughs> let's, let's put up the 2021 t-shirts right now just like just you know, we get them got, going. like a bundle yeah like 2020 <laughs> preseason champs um so uh you know I, I think that's how it evolved and you know i, I think that what i think that it, it, the tale kind of grew in the telling that our guys got together you know we played in the fall the, the fall games and really you know it was a struggle and yeah. You know, they were everybody was in touch with, you know, I, I'm sure that the guys were kind of telling Bakey and Cyrus, like, you know, it's be a lot better if you're back here, bro. You know, like, <laughs> hey. And, uh, you know, they they decided to come back um, and and, you know, kind of play their way into shape um, over the course of the group stage. <laughs> and. Um, you know, because of that, because we were trying to integrate players Um, Because we hadn't really looked good. We hadn't really scored any goals. Like, we scored against New Amsterdam and nobody else. Yeah, yeah. Um, And, frankly, just didn't look threatening a lot of the time. You know, a lot of huffing and puffing and and not any credible shots. Um,
0: Chemistry wasn't there.
1: Right. I really didn't expect us to win um, the tournament. Uh, You know, especially after that, um, after watching the – the southern california teams on the first or the second night of the tournament i yeah. was like Woo, we're fucked we're done yeah they're way better than us yeah yeah like i really after that la force uh um uh, uh strikers yeah. oh yeah yeah strikers. um after the, the after that match i was like "Ooh, man yeah. you know that uh, game we were in trouble and that
0: was when that was when they had 10 men Right. but like yeah, the whole game. Yeah. And and they were like looking yeah, dominant. Like the 18th yeah. <laughs> I was like, shit, they played right. that
1: good with ten men. Like <laughs> Yeah, they played that they played really great. They lost. And that's the other thing is the strikers came out and like took this like, you know, like the LA Force were like the fucking uh, Tasmanian devil in the <laughs> second half, especially they just came out like yeah! yeah like buzzing around and, <laughs> and the strikers were just kind of like laconic about it. They yeah. were like, Nope, we got our shape, we got a two goal lead we're a man we're a man up like th- even when they g- gave the goal up, they were like, still no big deal like they just really yeah. smoothed that match right out like that was impressive to me like they were like experienced calm yep. pros and and you they know had played we had a while, we weren't right? looking good yeah they they have more. They're not like L.A. where yeah. That's the other thing with L.A. that we didn't realize is these guys had just kind of met before the match, basically. Like, yeah. I, right. you know, <laughs> not, they hadn't really played together. Um, so yeah. So, but as yeah. the as the tournament went on, sorry, I'm getting some cider in me. Um, as the <laughs> tournament went on, the um, you know, we kind of like I think that losing the stars like felt like offended. The guys a little bit. You mean you know, like when the like, stars won the World the Cup? Way, uh, well, I mean the way they, the way like they celebrated. So like fun. yeah, it was like the the World Cup. It was, it was like watching the the U.S. women after the last World Cup. Like <laughs> it was just like champagne dancing and like fucking crazy town, you know? Like, um, and you know our guys are just sitting there like just seething. Like, doing, like you could see the the they're tightening their jaw. Like, yeah, like. like like okay, guys. Like hey, how you doing? You know, um, and you know, like these this this team with Trevor, they're just they're 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 mentally always in there, and they're and they're they they do, like we try to play beautiful football, but um, if that doesn't work out, um, we know how to fight. Yeah, and know how to grind skate. it out, and, and you know. Um, like the match against Oakland, the championship match, um like they they were fairly rampant at times, you know, and it really was like feeling like you know yeah. who, you know and and so they they really you know they they worked every phase of the game you're you're not dominating, you're kind of getting dominated, but okay, so that means you need to really really work for each other, yeah really stay connected, yeah, really keep those know, lanes really open, talk, yeah, really talk, yeah. Um, really talk about you know what's happening, keep the communication flowing, and you can see they like they like kind of substituted like effort and engagement for uh, for flow since that wasn't happening. Yeah. Um, and then they got the subs in, and, the, and in the and with a clear brief to change the match right immediately. Sean and Ryan, like change the match, you guys like the in you know I don't know what Trevor said to them, but. He did talk to each of them. He and Javi, you know, talked to talked to them before they went on, um, and I'm sure that they, you know, they were given a brief to change the match. And you know, we've talked about this. How have we how have we talked about this? Have you and I talked about the Sean
0: Lawson? Like we must have talked you know, about it. Because, oh, I, think, <laughs> you know, I think I just called. I think I must. Have we were you. yeah. Probably. We were t- we called about the NGS cares stuff. Oh right 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 um so like, <laughs> i know i was like see- wait yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah i was, I was strong other, like we, we recorded before the yeah um so um you could see in the replay that sean like he's 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 studied some of these things so long that he kind of automatically does them and one of the things that he automatically does is he uses screens to hide himself
0: Oh, my God. All the time. His goal. Like, yeah. he just,
1: he'll just he like he'll kind of, he'll just, like, he'll kind of realize, like, oh, I'm in the shadow and, like, just stop moving. Just, like, stay in the shadow. <laughs> and he just did that. Like, you could see him kind of, like, he has he a step there where he just kind of slow steps
0: it. Keeping like, behind stay. that other defender, that midfielder. Yeah.
1: Well, stay in the shadow in case this guy is going to fuck up. Like, he just did,
0: you know? <laughs> and. And that he was absolutely ruthless in the finish. My, um, my favorite thing is you could see him calculate when to start his run, too. Because mm-hmm. um, he still had yeah. the guy in his line of sight. And he could see that he was looking. And he could see that he was about to try to make a clearance. And he cut in before the guy even made a move to try to clear it. And so he just knew the timing of, of when a defender would attempt to clear the ball after they get it. And yeah. so as soon as he, he cut in, the guy kicked and Sean was already right there. And <laughs> yeah, it, I mean,
1: yeah, it was, it, you know, um,
0: Sean is a guy with
1: incredible anticipation. And that was, a, that was one of those moments where you can say, see, there it is. Like that's, that's something invisible made visible, right? Like yeah. his, his ability to imagine how the play almost must unfold allows him to like, just be in the right place. Um, Yazeed, uh, after the after an earlier match, talked about how Sean just has this, like, the ball just finds him. Yeah. Um, but that's not exactly right. Like, it's not luck. It's that Sean finds the ball. Yeah. Like, Sean... Knows. Like, <laughs> it's like, calculated. You know, I talk, I talk about him, like, you know, hiding himself or vanishing, or, like, I try to use all those sort of, like, metaphors, but, I mean, it really, it really, from a defender's point of view, it almost is like that. Like, he, he's good at getting somewhere where you can't see him, and you're like... Well,
0: yeah. I mean, he's, like, he, he's, he's behind here. him. Yeah, right. His but other, his back heel goal—that goal, that was exactly what he did on that one. Is he right. was
1: and it was that. And the thing is, that wasn't a kid. That was Nana Atacora yeah. that he was ghosting yeah. on because Nana <laughs> Nana's trying to find him, and Sean's like, nope. Like, just every time Nana would peek, Sean would like kind of duck. Like yeah. you can see it. Like they're kind of phase thing. shift to the as, other as, side. Right. <laughs> well, as, like because you can see it. Like when they're because Nana is is in front of him like at near post and Sean's kind of hiding right in the middle of the goal behind off, mm-hmm. you know behind Nana and Nana keeps checking his top side shoulder like where is that guy and every time that happens like Sean is kind of like will kind of drift like whoop just a little bit farther toward the goal like eh, nope nope I'm still not here and so when the cross came in Attaquer had no idea where Sean was, he was like more he focused just kind on of, the ball. he just when he when he turned around and saw Sean there it was like fuck yeah Like, oh, he just gamed me. Like, yeah, yeah, he really
0: did. Um, And that's the brilliance of SCL is... Yeah. Love that dude. That's why he has, what is it, 51 or 52 goals now for City? Yeah,
1: I mean, right. And, you know, um, like, he... I felt like he was really at as... Despite the fact that he wasn't getting starts, I feel like he was really at the peak of his powers in this tournament. Like, every time he came on, he was immediately threatening... He very he all like he, when Sean's on he doesn't lose the ball. Yeah, you know he try he he beats multiple guys and it just looks kind of like he just sort of moves past them. Like, yep. you know, begging <laughs> your pardon. Like and you know and um we used to get a lot more of that from Cyrus but he's as he's aged a little bit he he his forward impulse has been kind of blunted a little bit like he he plays a more cautious kind of you know deeper midfield game now. Yeah, um, so it's nice to have Sean in there offering that like insistent threat um and you know kudos to to trevor to figure out a way to use sean that like really gets the most out of him yeah he, like, his abilities I, in the in the in ter- I, I think the the commentators are like this guy scores a goal every 25 minutes um well, and <laughs> and it's true in this tournament yeah. like he, he would come on for 20 minutes every
0: match and scored like every match like Yep, you know. Um my my favorite thing is at the beginning of the tournament, like he was really not on their radar. <laughs> and mm-hmm. it was and by like the by like the second or third game in, they're like, Man, like <laughs> we like they they started to like have more facts about him. Like right. once well, once the broadcast went on because they like I
1: feel like <laughs> I feel like a lot of sometimes like and I mean I mean, I don't mean this like. There's no nobody's doing anything wrong.
0: No, there.
1: no. Um, but I feel like sometimes our players um, get less like recognition outside of outside of our m- market, our yeah. group, um, because everyone focuses on us and on the support and the, the fact that it's community club. Yeah, interesting. And, and the fact that, and like the fact that we keep winning like we put it down, they put it down to like support and togetherness. And I mean, that is part of it. Um, uh, but it's also part of it is that like, the guys Trevor's are fucking these, good. Trevor's good. Trevor's taught these guys how to be winners. And, you know, like these are, these are like great players who, for this level, especially yeah. who are, who are really committed to this club and like, who put it out there. You know, I'm talking about 10 die. Yeah. You know, Steven Carroll, um, you know, Bakey, like, uh, I don't know. Everybody probably saw that that Instagram post. Ooh,
0: I don't um, even want to that, believe
1: it's real. Um, okay, so there's an, if you don't know, there's an Instagram post that from, like, the night after, or the night of the championship, I think. And it's, like, him and maybe Jimmy Filerman. Is it from Jimmy Feilerman's? Yeah, yeah. Um, was saying, like, Bakey, what a player, going out on top. Um, something like that. Um and you know we know these guys don't make a lot of money, um, so no. it's entirely believable that a guy like Bakey is looking at next year and going, you know what? Like I really, I really envisioned myself playing at a higher level than this, and it looks like this is where I'm at. And I'm this is not this is not what I was envisioning. I'm going to go start the next phase of my life. Yeah. Um, and you know if that's the case, I think you know no hard feelings. Like like Bakey, we will love you forever, and you will be of part of city forever. If that if that's the case, especially. If you if Bakey Goodman retires with City, like yeah, you know, because I think that when Bakey joined us, we really did think he was ticketed for a higher level.
0: Yeah, um, I definitely did. You know,
1: for sure. Um, you know, he played. He was the he was the creative mind within that great 2017 yep. offense. Yeah, and um, you know, got when he got drafted by Seattle, I thought you know. I didn't know if he would stick with it you was know, Seattle because you know that's yeah. one of the top five rosters in MLS. But I thought you know there's going to be a place for for him at, at you know in Salt Lake or you know someplace. Yeah, Houston. Staying... Um, that, that, right, someplace that wants to play a little possession football. Like you know he, he'll he'll you know he's a good leader. He works hard, um, but he just didn't stick. And uh, you know he went and played in Pittsburgh, and that didn't he didn't love that, and came back to us and and has been a part of of literally the, the three best rosters, uh, the three best teams of the modern era. Um, yep. So, you know, Becky, if you're done, we love you. Yep. And I hope you're not
0: done. <laughs> you know. so. Tell us uh, how we can convince yeah. you. Right, exactly. exactly <laughs> weird. Um, so... Man, how did we get here? <laughs> how how did we uh, get here? Talking about Trevor... We were talking
1: about how the team... Yeah, we were talking about how the team... What a bunch of winners they are. Um, yeah. You know, um, like... And I, I think that, you know, the fact that it really... Like, it, it, did you see the thing from Kevin Vinegas saying, you know... Like, he's 30, right? yeah or Maybe 29. 29 or 30. Think he's 30. So he's 30 professional since he was 21 um never won a trophy oh
0: yeah yeah of yeah. any kind
1: um and you know what that um you know i mean this means things you know yeah The 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 winning winning binds the players to our history i think in yep. some way that just playing for us doesn't you know yeah they got now. They've all got a winner's medal at home. Um, that'll be on their mantle when their kids are growing up. And what was that? Well, you know, I play for this this team. You know, um, yep. Like we're starting to build those connections and like shoot our roots out into the the player infrastructure of yep. soccer in the United States. And um, that's you know that's amazing. And yeah, I'm 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 just I'm I am delighted. For everybody who who played in the fall, um the guys who didn't get to play much, you know, I'm thinking about a guy like um Elijah rice um didn't go out of run, um uh, but looked like he was he was in it and ready to go, yeah, um you know roddy, um always ready, always, always yeah. up, you know, always motivated,
0: big um, part of the team ju-
1: yeah ju- I just really really happy for for everyone and you know delighted that to see this kind of culture of professionalism and love and respect like really growing into maturity within the the playing roster and and coming from the coaching staff like it's
0: we've really got a good thing going um yeah so that you you don't often uh, see at least not not to this capacity not not at this level um,
1: right. Yeah. And I mean, you know, I think that probably the thing, the, the thing that I think that is, could be misunderstood. And I think that people do misunderstand is they think that city has a lot more resources than the other teams are size because we have more supporters. Um, but the fact is that we don't, we don't have an owner who, who's dumping money into it. I mean, the, no. that's the structure that most teams at this level Really subsist on. Yep. Is that th- there's a person who writes a check for X dollars every year that is really what funds it. And then you do your very best to like make that number you need from that guy as small as possible. Yeah. But you always need that thing. And, you know, city are really a self sustaining thing. Like, you know, our sponsorships, ticket sales, yeah. you know, the clubhouse. It's all, all that, important. All that, mo- all that money pours into the same like pot where we you know this is that how we, to we the operate players. the team yeah, yeah. <laughs> right so you know in terms of like uh, you know we may have some structural advantages because we have better infrastructure than teams our size right because we, yeah. we have our own place to practice yep. we have our own like workout room and tv room and you know that shit yeah um but we we don't have more money for like you know like coaches we, we can't just like hire eight coaches yeah we can't we you know we don't have a ton of money for guys on the roster to be honest like yeah. you know we're always like really pinching pennies and trying to find ways to get through and do it cheaper um because you know we are a true community club that like has to live um live on the budget that we've set for ourselves and and um you know that that is a bigger restriction, I think than a lot of people realize Yeah. Um, that, that we don't, that we don't get to January 1st and call up sugar daddy and go, Looks like it's 1.2 million. Yeah. I was going to say, it's you like know, 1.5. Like...
0: It's 1.5 this year. <laughs> we want to, we yeah. want a trophy. Yeah. <laughs> like I can, go one, I can go one. Yeah, exactly.
1: So, um, yeah, I mean, I guess we're, we're our own sugar daddies now right. since we just did this funding <laughs> thing.
0: Yeah. City called us up and they're like, Hey, we need like 1.2. And we like, all right, you got one point two. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We're like we were like sin nudes. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> give us something. Give us something. Um,
1: oh, Sarah just asked a question. Do we think server will be back this year? I actually know Tiffany told me that they um, this is a big contract because if they sign a contract this year, they're going to buy a house. Okay. Um, so this is the thing, like so. I don't know. I don't know if Tiffany told me this as part of the negotiating ploy to like get the supporters to say to say sign Trevor immediately. But I mean, if they're not trying to sign Trevor immediately, they've lost their goddamn minds. Like, yep. you know, we could not expect more than he has brought to us. Um, and and then we also get Tiffany, which is insane. The,
0: yeah, um, and I think a lot of people need to know more about Tiffany too. Um, I don't Tiffany know. Tiffany is is Trevor's wife she is a uh, um
1: she's a social worker by training and she um is kind of the player wellness she's the player liaison she makes sure that they're taken care of um and and uh you know monitors their moods and happiness and all that good stuff um she's kind of the travel manager um which you know, this year, to, oh, my God. She works, <laughs> yeah, yeah, she works as a travel agent to, to handle, you know, uh, to make sure everything kind of proceeds according to uh, plan. Um, she is, she is, and she is amazing at absolutely every part of her, of her job. Like, she's as good at what she does as Trevor is at what he does. Um, and the two of them together, I don't think we had any clear idea that they were going to be a package like that. <laughs> But I mean, what I see now is that they are, and it is, you know, like a a mind blowing twofer. Yeah. Um, and so, yes, I, I, I absolutely think that Trevor will be back next year. Um, you know, I but they have not signed the contract yet, as as of the championship game. Um, but it's in. I think they've had discussions, and you know, for sure. I think it'll get it'll get done. Um, you know uh i don't know if trevor's asking for like two there's two things that make me think that they they may be playing this fairly fairly cannily in an attempt to squeeze a little more money um <laughs> one is that tiffany said what she said to me right like this would be a big one gonna buy a house here you know like yeah this is the life this is the lifetime commitment like, <laughs> contract and the second thing is that Trevor went out of his way to talk up Javi as a guy that could, that is ready for head coaching experience. Yeah. <laughs> Which for me is a little bit of a, like a double, a double blind, like, like kind of threat. Like, Hey, you don't even need me now. Like, right? You, just, <laughs> you know, I'll just go back to Southern California. If you don't want to pay me, it's fine. I mean, maybe not like, but if it is like really great, like kind of genius level
0: sort of, or Trevor, structure. Tre- Trevor gets the GM job and makes Javi the head coach. Mm. I can see that too,
1: um, where they kind of like slide some of Trevor's responsibilities over to Javi. I mean, I think they've already done some. Of yeah, that. Um, Javi, as Javi's learned more, Trevor's like let him handle more of what they're doing. Yeah, um, but I mean, and and Javi you know, the growth in him over the last couple of years is really remarkable as a, Um, as a coach. Yeah. As a coach. Yeah. And I, I think that, you know, he is close to being ready, you know, I mean, what is he? 28, 27 by the time he's 30 for sure. You know, he'll need to, you know, be putting roster together and doing that stuff on his own. Um,
0: yeah. Uh, what were <laughs> we talking about? <laughs> um, do we do we don't have uh, some some show notes? No, I was actually reading reading chat. Everyone wants Trevor back. Like, yeah, of course. Um, I mean, we're not. Yeah, and so Jackie. I, I
1: assume no one listening is an
0: idiot. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> No, Jackie said um, Javi's city story is just incredible. Um, so for those who may not know, which, I don't know, again, I hope everyone listening does know, it's kind of like big city lore at this point. Right. Um, but if we do have some newer people listening, Javi um, was a player in 20, started in 2015, I think was his first year with um, that, That's
1: when the, that's the carload of Iowans, right?
0: Yes. Was, yes. Was he with the Iowans? now though. I I don't think. I think he was from
1: Iowa, but I don't think he came in the carload of Iowans. Okay. I think he was like there were like three guys that came together, and he was like the fourth guy or something. Okay. But it was like Sex Eagle. Man, I
0: don't remember. I don't remember where Javi came from. Um, but yeah, so it was that year. Um, yeah, Sex Eagle, uh, Charlie, <laughs> and Ross Hendry. Right,
1: yeah, I think that I think Javi was one of those guys who kind of drove in all night to try out at midnight um, in 2015. I think that was the first that was the first year I went to
0: tryouts. I think that was um, the first year I went as well. Um, but so he started in 2015. had had a good year with the team. I don't think he got regular starts, but he did play and he did get subbed in quite a bit. Um, if I recall correctly. Yeah. Um He was like
1: a he was like a you know, offensive sub.
0: Yep. And then going into twenty sixteen, he um came back when we were at Keyworth. Um and I feel like he had a more of a starting role in twenty sixteen. Um I think he got the start in more games that year. And he scored he scored quite a few goals for us. He scored quite a few goals in twenty sixteen, yeah. I man, I like, was twenty sixteen about it,
1: but but yeah, he scored quite a few goals, I think, in that second year. Um and then he was
0: wasn't he hurt? I think he was hurt. There? I think he was hurt. And then he was Yeah. And then he I think decided to go start coaching at that point. Right? Yeah. And then so he was co- coaching um College at, God, he was in Carolina, wasn't he? I don't remember. I'm pretty sure he was. He went was. away for
1: a while. Um, yeah, he was like an assistant coach in college.
0: Yeah. Um, and then he. He got his degree. Uh, he got his master's. So when he was getting his master's, he was coaching. Right. Um, and then he came back. Yeah. See, we, we, should, we should look this up, but.
1: But yeah, he came back um, and started working with the youth teams,
0: um, like under when, Trevor. Well,
1: was it? Wasn't he here before then?
0: Was he here in twenty eighteen? I don't I remember him being here.
1: I think he was, um, but I think he may have. Like, I don't think he was. He wasn't part of the the senior city staff. I think he was more like kind of around. Like he came back toward the end and. 'Cause when we were he was around when we were Oh yeah, he totally came back.
0: He came back in twenty eighteen to start the PAL program.
1: Right. Okay. That's what it was. See, like I yeah. knew he, he, he did something with with, uh, with the youth programs and he did well with that. Yes. Um and so when Trevor got here, um, you know, he he interviewed all the different guys and kind of picked Javi yes. as, you know, the most promising coach in the area you know, who was affiliated with City. Um, and plus he's right age, you know, he's like, you know, he's young, yeah. he's eager. Um, and Javi is, you know, like since then just gone from strength to strength. Um, with, you know, Trevor is like, has a, a continental pro license, uh, like a UEFA continental pro license, <laughs> <right>? like, <laughs> like the highest. Like, I mean, he's basically got a PhD in soccer. Um, and you know, he had to write like a thesis and stuff. Um, yeah. and, um, so, you know, a guy like Javi, who's, um, got a lot of playing experience and, and a lot of like kind of good, um, good kind of grassroots coaching experience, both from experience just being around coaches and from being a coach himself suddenly is like introduced to this kind of rarefied, um, level of of thought about the game um, yeah where where trevor's like well here's the here's the theses from the other 20 guys who got you know pro licenses <laughs> the year i did it and it's like you know um carlos martinez or or, or, or yeah. you know somebody like that and it's like oh okay wow and like you know here's this guy's <laughs> theory about how to how to control like space without the ball or whatever you know like Yeah. You know, all of a sudden it's like it's like you, you know, it's like you're this promising, this promising kind of gifted kid who suddenly is given access to the very best. All the resources. Yeah. Like, you know, and and like, so, of course, you know, his growth has been explosive since then. Um, And, you know, I'm really excited to see where that goes um, for for both of them. Yeah. because Trevor deserves to have like a coaching tree beneath him, you know, like, like Bobby Robson, like,
0: yeah, you know, he's going to make a, a <laughs> Trevor
1: James coaching tree, you know? So Javi, Javi Batista, there's, that's kind of like, start there. Javi Batista, yep. there we go. Um, and you know, maybe Moises, if he can, uh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so I want to, I want to veer off to Nisa stuff. Okay. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of a good note to end it on um, for this season, you know, sounds like they're, they're driving a hard bargain, uh, but we have, <laughs> I, held... I, I have no idea. You know? <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm just saying, uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm playing along with the bit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't but, want to represent
1: uh, this. Like, you know, I've, uh, I've just been in touch <laughs> with the representatives of Mr. James. <laughs> and they, they, they feel like a contract is unlikely at this time. <laughs> <You know. laughs>
0: yeah. No, no, no. But so I think that's a good note to end it on. Um, and and we'll be recording in the off season. So if there are any updates to anything, we can always discuss that. Um, but let's start talking. So we talked about the, the promising future of Javi Batista. Let's talk about the promising future of Nisa. And how, like, we touched on it. You touched on it earlier in the episode, how... You're like, the, the pandemic really could have um, been bad for Nisa. Um, had they didn't play games, like you said, the narrative would have been entirely right. different. Um, entirely different. We There would be a lot of doubters, probably including myself, um, had nothing happened this year because that's really not great. Um, yeah, I mean... You know,
1: I think that it is difficult for people to hold hope in something that they haven't seen work before. Um, And NISA is a type of thing that, you know, like the, if you want to stay like, like best buddies with all of the. Most prominent soccer journalists in America, then the only way you can talk about Nisa is scornfully, right? Um, Yeah, that—that's just a—that's like the herd mentality. There is like, well, (laughs) this is such a dream, (laughs) 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 adorable. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And so, I, um, you know, I I get that we all get really antsy when we haven't seen anything recently. Um, but I hope that, and I mean, I, what, what this tournament provided for me and what I hope it provides for everyone else is a sort of like what I, I said earlier, proof of life, like this, like we don't need like all the chips to fall perfectly for this to work out, you know? Yeah. Like what we're selling is the real thing, real community-based, passionate sustainable beautiful football um and in a system that has been proven the world over to produce to produce drama and you know jobs and uh comp- competitive uh balance um to a certain degree
0: culture culture <laughs> it's I mystery mean, it, you know,
1: yeah like we don't have to can stop wars like, like well, like the, <laughs> this, the, 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 the idea that we have to innovate for anything to mean anything is just bullshit. It's not true. Not everything needs to be innovated on just the same way that not everything needs to be a profit center. Like some things just like when shit is just working, just let it work. And like association football just works. And the, having league structures that are that have set beginning and ending times yeah. and and set rules for how you're gonna determine the champion that don't change year after year and don't involve like the latest machinations of who's politically powerful or whatever, but just playing on the field. Yeah. And, you know, letting that sort of that sort of rough justice of, of sport <laughs> be be what what justice happens um like you know that to me is what gives me hope that that this fall tournament gave me hope of people understanding that you know we don't need to invent an american version of football for this to be great in, in america we need to just let people let let football happen and imbue it with that community feeling and um and it will sell itself and it will work you know, um, it's the it's the kind of the Peter Wilt revelation that, you know, you don't have to control everything like just get some symbols that make the community get in, kick kickstart the engagement process and then just let that fucking thing run. And the community <laughs> will build like all its own mythology and all its own shit. And like make up this whole crazy other engine that'll drive the thing. And all you got to do is just kind of keep the thing between the lines, you know, focus on being competitive, focus on yeah. being a, 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 a club that has relevance within the social sphere of the of your community. And you've got it. That's it.
0: That's the thing. Um, so. <laughs> no, no, dude, that was that was great. That was fucking great. I'm not going to call it a rant, but... Um, <laughs> I mean, it's a no, positive like, rant, I guess. You know? No, it's a, yeah, it's a positive rant. Like, it was great. Um, and that's that's how I kind of feel, too. It, it did. It gave mm-hmm. me a lot of hope. It gave me, like, hey, like, this thing can be done. The teams yeah. in it can accomplish this. Um, and it's going to attract more like-minded individuals seeing that this proof of concept is now becoming a reality and saying, well, Hey, wait a second now. Like, this is what we've wanted, but we weren't ready to like commit to it because we never saw it in action. Well, like,
1: I think that we, we need to understand that what this should be really interesting to is all the people who really feel like, like all of those really good, like kind of regional clubs. You have like coaching staffs that feel like, you know, we had a shot we could fucking beat those guys like okay you know what you got a shot now like yeah come on it's not it's
0: not that shoot your shot shoot your shot (laughs) exactly
1: and well that's how like that's how football innovates right like we're going to get all of these you know the maryland bobcats feel like they're they they you can tell they they feel like they're gonna cosmos. yeah they're (laughs) gonna walk this league next year they're like bring it on motherfuckers and we need like 15 more teams that feel that way they're like you know what you don't understand what Delaware has for your ass or whatever, <laughs> you know, and and, uh, and, you know, it'll be great. And um, and there's no there's no limit to it. You know, I mean, the the scale we're talking about for like the fourth division, especially that's every town of like 20,000 or more could, yeah. you know, I, I'm like the towns I grew up in in Indiana yeah. could could handle one of those teams, you know. Yeah. Like, Logan Sport, okay, you got 35,000 people, okay, you could probably get 1,000 people out to a soccer match. Probably good, yeah. you know? If so they were good, and it was, like, tied into your community, and you are like, fuck yeah, Logan Sport, you know? <laughs> <laughs> anyway. It could happen.
0: It could happen. <laughs>
1: uh, I, gotta, I gotta get out of rant mode.
0: Every, every, <laughs> every, every, everything <laughs> I say is, like, 45 <laughs> minutes long. <laughs> um, let's talk about so yeah, the Maryland Bobcats uh, applied. We haven't talked about that. Oh, no,
1: they're 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 in
0: now. They're in. That's the they're, that was the announcement. It's like today, oh, that's the yesterday. announcement. Yeah. I didn't even fucking read it. No, because uh, they, they <laughs> I thought before. they were got it. Okay, so they're yeah. in. Did it get? Did it get um, federation approval? I think that was in the announcement. I don't. Remember. I have, I read it. Damn it! I should have uh, really fucking. Um, but I mean, I, I don't, <laughs>
1: they wouldn't be announcing it like say like. they wouldn't be announcing it if it wasn't gonna happen you know nisa i think at this point like knows that especially when this is a team that like i mean maryland was there at the nisa fall tournament like yeah media day
0: yeah 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 that's right they were
1: so i mean
0: they're they're in
1: you know um yeah I, I want to say that did we talk about New Amsterdam and their social media?
0: We haven't yet. Let's talk about that.
1: They, they, okay. First of all, those guys, and I guess I, I talked about this before, um, but you know, they really came across as just like good guys, like the, the players, the team, you know? yeah, the, pl- the guys around everybody around the team. Like they, they'd lose these matches and immediately just be like, you know, just warm and fun and friendly, and and they were all clearly, you know, they liked each other. Um and uh, you know, so I I I left with a good feeling about them uh to begin with. And then um their social media since then, since the tournament has been really great. Like they did a fashion thing where they were all dressed up in these (laughs) like like uh um like these these crazy petticoats. It was like suits (laughs) and it was like um it really like it looked to me like the kind of thing you see like, you know, from like Arsenal, or like one of those, one of those teams, you know, AC Milan, like a team that's in a fashion area, where hey, they get, Ar- where they, where they <laughs> get hooked up with like a, a designer, and yeah. it might have been something like that, but it was like, it was really cool looking, and, uh, and looked, you know, looked like something that, like, you could show NBA players and they'd be like, okay, that's that's
0: nice. Yeah. You know. You <laughs> know what I'm saying? It, like, for real. Oh my god. I it just was, pulled it, was, it up. I'm it gonna was, retweet it right now. That's yeah. fucking great. Um <laughs> That's so funny. Um yeah, they're in like some fucking nice suits. Yeah. They got some like some, in front of like a brownstone or something. Yeah, I don't know. It looks like they're leaving a Mediterranean villa. (laughs) They're visiting Rocco, yeah, they're asking them to invest in New Amsterdam. It it totally looks like they're leaving like a just European villa of some sort. Their guy's a, a tech millionaire, right? So, might be his place, yeah, might be. Um hashtag the bounce back nice. so funny um
1: so that you know they like they seem cool they they're certainly going to be around like they don't they don't they don't look like a team that's kind of like we're just going to go quiet and hope you don't notice that we're going to silently fade into non-existence you know they they're out there you know building the brand and that costs money they wouldn't be spending that money if they were yeah done so Not
0: taking it seriously yeah right so that's good. Um, that is good. Let's talk about. Totally switch gears. Um, bear fight. I, I, I forgot. I, I forgot bear fight, Tanisha. Um, I forgot that I wanted to talk about this. Um, oh, dear. USL. Oh, yeah. oh we haven't, yeah. We haven't talked about that at all. And I barely even, like, fucking. I think I tweeted, like, one thing about it. But so they're losing a ton of teams. <laughs> I, i'm just
1: laughing at sarah's comment but yeah they are, <laughs> um well why like okay uh, for people i don't know how much i should assume the audience knows but yeah you should never assume MLS, how much usl are two competing closed shops um and in the past um usl has cons- has consistently Gone out of its way to portray itself as sort of subservient to MLS's interests, and to, to kind of, kind of be like Nolo Cantandre, like you know we yeah. we are not contesting. We come in peace. Yeah, you. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. we're just here to be your friendly little minor league guys, um, and uh, yeah. Uh, so um, that has changed recently um, as USL has started to really ramp up their acquisition of of every minor league baseball you know city in america um and in response uh, mls <clears throat> who is paying as i understand it something like 20 million dollars a year in um in it, all the mls2 teams have been in usl just yeah. backtrack a little bit yeah, mls yeah. had like did away with the like reserve, reserve teams league. they yeah. had they had reserve league which sucked which was super uncompetitive no one ever ever paid any attention the players never got better mls decided you know this is not working i think in 2013 or 14 somewhere in there and just ixnade the whole thing um like cut the reserve league and what they did in uh, instead of that like instead of having a lot most of the teams um thank you most of the teams um just moved into usl and um if you don't know, USL charges each of their franchises, or each of their teams, a, a kind of a management fee every year. I, and I, I saw it quoted somewhere. I think Jeff Reuter in, in The Athletic uh, quoted it as like100,000 a year for uh, League Two or League One, and like 250,000 250, a year for championship
0: teams. Um, so you guys can't see of- my face, but it's flabbergasted.
1: Yeah, it's a lot of money. It's a lot of money to, you know, do your marketing. But I mean, like they do your marketing, they do all the media stuff, you know, every every USL team has has the same like look and feel on their TV broadcasts, all that stuff, all that stuff because the USL runs all that. Like there are advantages to a closed shop when you've got good professionals working for for you and USL has very good professionals. Um they don't, you know, they they are, you know, getting some advantages in not having a different media group with every team, and that yeah. they can have a unified look and feel. Yeah. Um, so anyway, um, kind of sidetracked there, but USL charges one hundred thousand to two hundred fifty thousand dollars a year to each of these MLS teams. So MLS, by pulling their teams out of there, is saving about twenty million dollars a year. They're sending to New Rock um, to to kind of house their their uh, reserve teams. I'm guessing that there's two things happening here. I'm guessing that um, MLS has decided that um, there's either savings to be had or money to be made on controlling every part of the player pipeline in the United States. I think there's that one thing that's happening is this is a pure monopolist move on the part of MLS. Yep. Trying trying to own all the football. Everything. From a a pay-to-play academy through – through uh, you know, minor league. your your MLS next, which will be your minor league team, which in the to, to MLS and yeah. any of those kids that get sold anywhere, they're going to capture all of the compensation and all the training uh yeah. stuff, and they're not going to pay any of it out to any of the other teams that de- actually develop players before they're fifteen or sixteen. It's um, their way
0: around. It's their way right. around that that right. that so, I mean, uh, lawsuit.
1: So that's that's one thing they're doing is a complete monopoly move consolidating the market you know they've 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 spoken in completely predatory terms about the soccer market since at least 2005 Don, you know um and the garber has you frequently talked about any dollar that's spent outside of our ecosystem on soccer is a wasted dollar yeah um so <laughs> so i mean they want to own all the football yeah. um and so that's that's part one of what they're doing the part two is I think they they have begun to understand that that USL has been their Saruman, but that Saruman has plots of his own. Yep. and that if they let this roll a little while longer, that Saruman's base could be large enough that they could make a stake a that threat. they are the that yeah. they are the legitimate Premier League in America, and that they want that kind of sanctioning from FIFA. Yeah. And MLS won't have any cause to say, well, we can only have one league because they've, they've allowed multiple leagues at every level all yep. along and claimed that America is a completely different market with completely different rules and that FIFA could ignore all that shit. As long as people yeah. are making money, everybody should be happy. Um, so by their own, like by their own logic, US, if USL could spread far enough, then USL should flip them. Yeah. Um, um so I think that's the other thing is they want to cut USL off at the kneecaps and I, I it will hurt league 1.
0: Um, oh yeah.
1: For sure cuz there's not that many teams at that level. That's Nisa's level. Yeah. Um so um it'll hurt league 1 but you know like I see people speculating about hey let's get Madison and um you know we'll have <laughs> you know, not, like it's like not um, happening. USL's like <laughs> you got to understand like USL are not dummies and um, they've like, unless you've, unless you like everything is negotiation, right? There's no like hard and fast anything. But um, in general, if you've signed a contract with them, the price, there's a massive, massive non-compete attached to that. So you can't just hop leagues. Like you would have to either pay a huge fine, which nobody in NISA has deep enough pockets to help you with, or, um, sit out for a couple years, yeah. fallow, not play any competitive matches for two or three years until the non-compete yeah. non-compete runs out and you can fill the team again. So neither one of those are those are deal it's breakers. It's Yeah. Um, the only way I could see it happening is um, is if a team like you know Indy Eleven or a team like Madison has wrung concessions out of usl when they came aboard um for example it's conceivable that indy 11 could have like a an escape patch in their in their contract and say like you know give it five years i think they're at five years now you know like yeah so we don't know that that kind of thing is conceivable but i think unlikely we're unlikely to gather any of those um teams Indonesia.
0: No, um, not like you said. Not unless like some amazing circumstances happen, or maybe maybe who? Okay, here's here's a thought. Maybe in the contract, if if it, if USL can't fulfill their dedication to provide a D three league, that nullifies right. their contracts. I mean, you know. <laughs> I mean it, yeah they, they would be our lawsuit's point. baby
1: <laughs> well but I mean that, that would be that would be a simple breach like yeah. you'd be you'd probably be able to get summary judgment and walk on that you know yeah. if it came to like if they failed the PLS yeah. um um but I have a feeling that they have some moves in their pocket you know they have a team like um it's a team in carolina um, that hasn't played. That hasn't played, that like was supposed to be a championship team. I could see them being a league one. You know, like they could kind of slide yeah. some teams around.
0: They could. Just get the get the less competitive you know, Memphis. They're losing Sacramento and St. Louis also. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But those are at the championship level. I mean the championship is yeah.
1: what? Fourteen teams? There, yeah, no, there's enough, yeah, in the championship. Um, I mean, I think they they'll be able to slide it into eight and eight. No matter what happens, I can see, like, like I said, Memphis. You know, I think Memphis has just gotten their nuts kicked in all year, and they they yeah. might be like, you know, League One sounds pretty nice. Like, let's try that. <laughs> um, so you know,
0: yeah, I don't know. So be it'll be interesting. Like, I think Alan in the chat said, like, USL has some decisions to make, and they do. Yeah, um, I mean,
1: I you know,
0: so actually, I have a hot take. Okay, I have a hot take about this. I think the MLS teams leaving USL uh, it will be better for the long term of the league. Um, yeah. To be honest, if they can weather the storm with pandemic and losing teams, and hopefully not losing more teams because of the pandemic, really? um, I think that the that the B teams getting out of the league is better for the league overall. In the long I run. think that
1: we are. Um, I'm just going to throw this proviso in there um, and make everybody sad. Um, but we are proceeding as if we will be somewhere close to normal service by, say, early summer. Yeah. Next year. Um, if that doesn't happen, like if we are if we're at this point next year, um, then all of these teams might be out of business, including ours. Um, yeah. Um, and at that point, we'll be in the middle of a vast societal upheaval um, where no one has any jobs, and you know, there's yeah. guillotines. And this would be the,
0: the this would be the least of our concerns at that point. Yeah, yeah, I think that you know the. Um, hold on a second.
1: Um, <laughs> One moment. I have my, my daughter is asking me a question in the middle All of the right. that I have to answer right now.
0: Let's let's take I, I did, a I let's take like song. a we'll take a we'll I take a two us. minute I'm Sorry, we'll take a two minutes. Okay, no, we're we'll good. I got it. Okay, here we go.
1: <laughs> <laughs> she's she's asked me if I bought some stuff in the store. I forgot to buy it, so there. We're done. God, <laughs> we're done. I, I suck. <laughs> um, I, I think that getting rid of the MLS teams is going to be really a lot better for USL in terms of just the having a a a consistent competitive environment um because you know those two teams are are just shit like they there's something about having a team that's composed all of just the young guys playing against a team that's that's composed of guys of all different ages who are fighting for that roster spot and fighting for their life and not just sort of you know, making up the numbers and trying to see if they can develop day on day. Yeah. Like the difference between that is the difference between a successful development system and one that doesn't succeed. And that's yeah. why that's why MLS is not going to produce any players through this pipeline. They're going to it's going to be another lottie da thing. It's the reason England like hates their reserve league. They're, and they're like their players are fleeing it in droves. Like, no, I don't want to play in the under-23 league. Like yeah. loan me out. Like let me go play at Port Vale for a year. Like I don't yeah. give a shit. Like let me play against men and against guys that like it. It's a different thing when you're in it for for your livelihood. And um, these like the the playing against against that level of competitiveness, that level of desperation, that le- the kind of drive to innovate that that level of desperation creates within a person and within a group. Like that can't be replicated. And and. Um, so this is, it's, yeah, the reserve league is going to fail. USL will be stronger as a competition because of it. Like, I think for a lot of the, of the players that are on good USL teams, you know, I'm talking about like, you know, Indy 11 and, and, um, you know, Madison, like the ones that, that we recognize are run pretty well and are pretty decent. Yeah. Like clubs. Um, that a lot of times when you visit those MLS two teams, it's almost like you're, it's like you're going to a Juco or something, you know, like. (laughs) like you know you're you're level to a certain, you're used to a certain level of like pre- professional preparation and presentation so you yeah. you know you get there like like and it's just it's little shit but like in the locker room when you get there there's two pots of coffee there's oranges and bananas um there's a there's a tub of Nutella there's four towels for each dude the the everything's yeah. up like you know everything's like set up and you go to like you know play you Know the Chicago Fire B team, and you're playing on like the turf field beside uh Bridgeview. There, <laughs> it, like the wind is constantly whipping across the unpaved parking lot and just blowing dust on you. <laughs> and and like the locker room is like literally a tent, you know, it's yeah. not a, a yeah, yeah. room, you don't get like, our locker room. We're yet. like, we're gonna kind of put draw a little shroud around you so you can change clothes. Like, that's the extent of it. You know, forget about, like, you know, getting a hot shower. Like, I mean, yeah, it, it's just trash. And, you know, so the players very quickly are like, man, fuck this. Like, you know, they do yeah. not want to play those MLS games yeah, B- yeah, yeah. and, and go, for, go through that thing. So, I mean, th- you know, MLS, it, like, if MLS was run as well as USL is run, I would really be a lot more concerned about our future. <laughs> um but it seems like so that's actually
0: that's actually a great <laughs> way to put yeah, it mls is run
1: by like self-satisfied billionaires who just can't stop like it's never time to stop auto fellating you know yeah and like okay you know well your league sucks everything you've done sucks you suck suck and it's so like increasingly obvious Is like america kind of wakes up to what football is that americans are like whoa the fuck this is, is that so you know yeah i'm i'm increasingly confident that you know we're going to win this just because we're cool and they're not
0: yeah <laughs> um so i'm glad we i'm glad we got no i'm glad we got um we got to talk about that because i had been thinking about it for a couple days uh since i since i heard about the B teams leaving and then yeah. put it into perspective of, you know, the championship teams leaving. Yeah, so I'm glad we got a couple of minutes to talk about this. We are coming up on an hour twenty five. Yeah, I think um, we can uh, let's do like let's do like five minutes of questions of ask the Qs, get the A's. Yeah. Um, oh, you want to you want to get some A's? Is that what I, you people want? Some I, A's? I like giving A's, so. <laughs> And I like getting cues. I'm going to go off the panel for just a moment here. <laughs> so. Uh, we need some questions, chat. I'm just trying to catch up with everything Alan said here. Okay. <laughs> yeah, the um,
1: Alan's talking about the way that the MLS USL relationship. And it was originally um, envisioned, I think as similar to the English league system where the top flight, you know, would loan its younger players down to the, um, but but what happened was a lot of the USL teams were really haphazard in the way they were run. I I know that, you know, um, when I was covering the fire, um, the, the feeling was that if they loaned guys out, they'd just, even if they were playing all the time, they wouldn't get any better yeah. um, because their training, they're training was shit or something. So it was really um, – oh, wait. We have an extra question. So, I mean, it, like, Alan's absolutely right that it did kind of evolve. MLS is just all over the place because what they're trying to do is trying to do everything but doing football right. Right. They just don't want to admit, like, okay, (laughs) the way we're trying to do it doesn't really work. And we need to just sort of admit, like, because they've got that American innovation, like, must innovate or we don't exist. Like, you can't just be a football league. You have to find some way to, like, jank it up so every billionaire who's, like, can wake up in the morning can make money at it. Like, you know.
0: (laughs) So, Jackie asked, um best goal of the tournament i'm assuming for city and why
1: well i mean we can answer that two ways for city um i mean it's gotta be ryan's chip like that's like monday with the right foot shit like goal like insanely improbable goal that wins the tournament against all odds a sub like you know yeah everything about the that um was that's the best city goal. Um, She said not just city. Okay. Wow. Uh, I mean, the goal that Omar Nuno scored. Yeah. (laughs) um,
0: The power, the power bomb. yeah.
1: Yeah. From like 23 where he wasn't even really turned to face the goal properly. He just sort of like somehow like was able to like move his hips through, and get like, and just like fucking haymaker. Like, I yeah. mean, the, like you have to understand that like a lot of what you're judging or like when, uh, for me um, as a person who's like kind of s- trying to scout while I'm watching, trying to see what potentialities lie within the players or whatever. Um, like a lot of what you're watching is kind of the way they adjust their body position because that the body, a body position is such a determinant of what you can do. Um with the ball, like, like you can only do things at a certain cone in front of yourself generally yeah. Yeah. um and so Nuno was heading slightly away from the goal, like he had kind of picked up the ball at like the top looking at the goal like the top left corner of the area yeah. and it was m- peeling back into the area but moving away from goal, not instead of parallel to the goal line. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah yeah, so he was he's positioned maybe instead of you know ninety degrees off of where the goal is he's more like. Hundred and ten degrees, like he's really out of position to try any shot back at
0: goal. Yeah, Um he had no business. He had no business, and he went no <laughs> near
1: post. Like it, would, and it looked so easy, you know. And he didn't even celebrate. He was just like, "Yeah, you, you know, know my job,
0: doing what I'm yeah, paid to do." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, wow. Okay.
1: Like, if that guy's available, I'd like to see that guy in our in our kit, man. Because holy shit, that was crazy.
0: Which? Um. Which yeah. brings us to Jackie's next question. Sorry, we'll go back to people who asked ones. But then she oh, yeah. said, so what players do you want poached to City? Like, he would be a great one.
1: Oh, yeah. Omar Nuno, um, for sure. You know, I mean, I, like Danny Trejo, sure. But, I mean, we're not going to get... A, a, no. You know, he's he's going to go play. He'll get picked up by, like, a Liga MX side. Um, yeah. You know, as, like, a promising kid. Um, I mean there were a lot of good players in this tournament. Um, you know, honestly, this is like, this is awful, but um, Kyle Newell uh, from oh, Michigan God. Stars. I know no. he's got
0: that Stars thing on him, <laughs> No, he's a baller. He can play. Um, can we institute a no diaper clause in his contract?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll just have to, like, like Moises will just give him a very specific cut of short. Like, <laughs> nope, that's it, bro. Like, there's nothing to roll up. That's exactly right. <laughs> Can't do it. Yeah. Um. Uh. Yeah. I'm trying to. I'm trying to remember back to uh, the the piece I wrote. Um. But there were there were multiple guys that I wouldn't mind seeing. I mean, um. I thought that the um. What's his name? Kyle. He's like a defensive midfielder slash right sided guy for Chattanooga. Um, uh, I should get my hold on. Let me get my <laughs> writing up to refresh my memory. Um, mm-mm. Kyle Carr, Kyle Carr, um, really incredible set piece service from him. Yeah, super consistent. Um, he you know he's got a great mustache, so you know him for sure. <laughs> um, I liked uh, the. I mean, they, we had we had good keeper play in this. I'm not dissatisfied with yeah. the keepers, but there were two really good keepers in this tournament. Um, the kid who saved the penalty kick on us, Hugo Gomez, um, yeah. and then of course uh, Tatenda McGruva who uh, kinda, <sighs> you know, I do I do really want him.
0: him. He's yeah. like he's like if we could poach anyone, I would like to poach him.
1: Yeah, I really I liked um, Michael Bryant, who is the defensive midfielder. He's number 15, I think, for Cal United. It reminded me a lot of James Vaughn. Yeah. So kind of an American James Vaughn, although I'd rather have James Vaughn. Me too. Um, Bring James Vaughn home. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Um, You know what? A guy that I think – and this is interesting, but do you remember Paolo Cardozo, Uruguayan, number 30, kind of a small technical midfielder in the middle for the force, had like bleached blonde – like white bleached hair – yeah. Yeah. Um, the hair um, I remember. He yeah. He's a kid he's a guy who was as like a you know, twenty one year old, uh played with David Beckham in the Galaxy um when they won the Oh won really? The title, won, yeah, he was on the Oh yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. I did know he,
1: that. Um and he you know, he played. It wasn't like he was, you know, their eighteenth guy. I mean he yeah he was he was in the rotation, he played quite a bit. He's a guy I could see coming in, you know, like uh, he's got some travel. It's like I really—that's another thing. That's too bad the, the the fans weren't there because I think a lot of those players would have had their head turned by having seven thousand <laughs> people like freaking out, like, oh, okay, like because um, they're not getting that anywhere else. Yeah. Um, so Cardozo, you know, he he would be an interesting addition, especially if, as we anticipate, we have some losses in midfield. Yeah. So. Um. Which then. I don't want Matt Fondy, okay? I don't want the Fondler. I <laughs> don't want the Fond. I mean, he's, a, he's an Oakland guy. He's going to... Yeah. Gonna I know.
0: There. God, the Fondler. Um, <laughs> we were so mean to that dude. I feel bad. Sorry, Fondler. Um, I think... I'm guessing this is Brian, Hamtown Haymaker. Uh, but he... Or they asked, uh, any word on other players not returning for that for the spring tournament other than Bakey? Uh,
1: no. I mean, you know, I think Cyrus is every year is a question. Yeah. Is he going to keep going? Um, you know, he's he's the kind of guy who could play at this level until he's like 35, probably. Um, because this game is not super physical. Um, yeah. So, you know his brain and his touch will keep him in the, in the game. Um, Bakey, you know, he's not a Detroiter. Um, if he, you know, if he was from here, I think that he would probably just keep turning out. Um, yeah. but the fact that he's, you know, he's not, he's probably, I think at some point he's going to go home and get a job and, you know, be a formal former footballer. Um, you know, Venegas, I don't know.
0: Like, is he going to keep going? Oh, with that. I hope he comes um, back. I hope he
1: comes. I back hope too. he.
0: I hope he plays in front of us.
1: I think you have to look at <laughs> a lot of. the... I mean, like Stephen Carroll. I think he's definitely coming back,
0: right? You know. Yeah, he he's, got a, He's already he, got
1: a new knee. Yeah,
0: he got, it's done. Yeah, he went right in, <laughs> got, got the meniscus go. cleaned up. Like it's already yeah. done, guys. He was like had that thing ready to go before yeah. the tournament was even scheduled. Um,
1: you know, so I think a lot like the guys that you think that I would think of as likely to maybe not come back are the guys are around 30 you know so like I don't know what Evans plans to do Evans for prong um but you know he's like 31 but like um I think he's pretty happy just being a squad member and and doing some coaching and stuff um he so contributed maybe, and he yeah he contributes all the, like whenever he gets a chance he, he plays well like so um you know I don't I don't. Like he could stay around. I mean, I don't. I don't think there's anybody that we really that we think mm, that guy yeah. can move on. You know. Yeah. I don't um, want to lose anyone. <laughs> right. Right. Like you know, um, I want to keep Tendai and Jimmy Feilerman. Um, yeah. uh So how does that work out? I don't know because they really need to play in the same position. I don't think Tendai wants to play left center back for the rest no. of his career. You know, he did no. that because he's he's the man and like he could do it, um, but. Yeah, so I want to see him back out in the wing, like, yeah, beating guys, and uh, so Doing like, thing. like you hear you hear the other midfielders going, oh, like as he you know, <laughs> roasts some guy,
0: <laughs> like, oh shit. Um, <clears throat> Illy asks if City were a dinosaur, what baddest dinosaur would we be? Wow. Um, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say like uh prehistoric sharks like megalodon because when we are on we like are like sharks surrounding prey like a fucking whale carcass and the pre- the midfield press when we are on reminds me very much of shark behavior
1: i was gonna say like triceratops like a, <laughs> like a, a, a good offensive defensive blend but like you know um like we have a go-to defensive maneuver we can get like we're yeah. you know, back our back our soft parts in and put the put the hard parts in <laughs> the horn out front and you know that's what happens when when uh wherever like we're we're threatened online you know we we
0: <laughs> put the head yeah. down yeah exactly put the head <laughs> down
1: get the, bring the horns into play
0: <laughs> that's a good that's a good answer um man was there was there other other questions i missed I don't know. Oh, uh, thoughts on city? Not just from the get-go,
1: labeling the women's teams MVP award the Black Arrow. I mean, you know, I think it's one of those things that you have a hard time coming back from once you name it something. Like you, it's kind of it's understood that it's like if it's the twenty twenty city women's MVP that that's a placeholder name. Yeah. Right. But if you if you call it Black Arrow. Um. Then you're gonna have a hard time going back and going, you know. Actually, we want to call it the. Um, what was the '99er from Detroit? The '99er, the the '99 champions. There's one of them is from Detroit. You know what I'm talking about?
0: The NPSL uh,
1: one? No, no, no. the The 1999 U.S. Women's
0: Oh World Cup champions. Oh
1: God, I don't remember. Um uh which like it's it's one it's one of the 99ers man I can't remember <laughs> God damn it Like as soon as I as soon as I read her name I'll be like it was her! shit I just I just talked about this the other day I'm so frustrated mm. Why is everything so Mm
0: o mm. Please hold. <laughs> do, 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 do. Um hold on, I can make I'm gonna I'll, I'll bring the music in. <laughs> Katie
1: Mark Kate Mark Graff. Kate Mark Graff. She was Katie Sobrero at that point. She's uh Katie Mark Graff was a uh, player on that team. She's the general manager of the women's national team now. Um, okay. And she's from like Bloomfield Hills. Um, I did not know that. So. So, so it could, said, be, it, not it could, could like, be the,
0: the like Kate Markgraf. Like
1: that would be that would be a, like taking a similar approach. Icon, um, like an icon. An icon of Detroit football that proceeded to be great. Our time. Yeah. Um, that's part of the history and we're going to tie that history into us. And so I, like my thought is that they're like we don't want to erase the history of women playing football in Detroit before us, um, yeah. or tie it to just the men's thing. In in my view, um, and so that was why I was kind of feeling like we don't want to just name it Black Era, um, because that's a specific person, a specific. You know. Yeah. It's it's you know. It's a thing. Whatever. Right. Um. And um, you know, it, it, now if we decide that we're just going with that, the Black Arrow is what the MVP award is called, and that we kind of we're kind of forgetting the Gil Scott-Heron part. We're just kind of saying like that's where we got the name from, and that's what our MVP award is called. Um, yeah. But you know, for me, like trying to tie it more into and and try to uplift the history of women playing this this game in this area. Um, would be a, a better course. Um and, but I you mean, know, yeah.
0: plenty of room for everybody to
1: disagree for. for sure.
0: And 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 that brings me to the point that I want to make is I think I I really wasn't too concerned with them not leaving it as a placeholder either because everyone is going to have different opinions and there are a couple, you know, there's like a thousand new owners that have input and I think it's a great thing to open to input to let supporters decide what that is so right. we can have this type of dialogue to say well hey maybe naming it just the black arrow isn't the best option that's on the table um maybe there's something better so like having a discussion like this i think is welcome and and good um so i wasn't really like offended or concerned that it was like oh well, it's just it's not going to be the black arrow or anything like that. Like I think it yeah. it's the right move, let let the people decide and let the people have these conversations to figure out kind of what what would be the best name for it. Right.
1: Yeah. I mean, um, you know, at the end of the day, uh, you know, we all love City and we all want it to go well. And um you know, as long as long as everyone's speaking to each other in good faith, then there's no reason why we shouldn't be able to talk these things out. So yeah, um, yeah, you know, I love y'all. Let's all let's just keep talking.
0: <laughs> so that's <laughs> one of the most important things. Um, so the music has, has it begun. Really? Oh, it's been going. Huh. Yeah, it's we been can't. Going. We can't. We actually don't hear the music. We're gonna we're gonna break the fourth wall. <laughs> uh, we, we can't hear can't, the music at all. Can't hear the music at all. I just assume that it's playing because uh, it shows up on the little mixer. Like, Hopefully, oh, it's. Dude, yeah. it's organ bleeps. Um, so, we only, got two, it's only two minutes of music, so we need to. Yeah, we, we gotta get out. For the, it's two minutes of music for like the third time. <laughs> so, Shit. thanks for tuning in, guys. Um, yeah. Fucking champions. Um, oh, another hot take. Uh, fucking put the star on the jersey. Yeah, the jersey. I'm for it. I'm weird. for it. We're due for a star we're due come on just give us it's really all these half half trophies are trophies now right (laughs) they add up cumulative (laughs) uh no so yeah that's that's my last hot take for the night and awesome thanks for tuning in we'll be back throughout the off season i think we still want to record somewhat regularly as long as there's content but yeah we'll be back we'll be back from time to time (laughs) as events warrant maybe get some player interviews yeah stuff like that have some more fun with it cool um so thanks guys end of season what is it eight nine (laughs) i don't know this would be nine right yeah 12 13 14 15 16
1: 17 18 19
0: 20 yeah nine see y'all season 10 next year (laughs) until then fuck ohio